So as I said, again, we've spent these last couple weeks uh, building up to today. And we've been going through this message series, The Week That Changed the World. And these last three weeks, we've looked at the last week of Jesus' life and, and how the events of this week have literally changed the course of history forever. And we believe that Jesus is the Messiah. And we have seen how he fulfilled those prophecies of the Old Testament regarding the triumphal entry and the Passover and how he, he became our sacrificial lamb. And then Friday night, we, we looked at the crucifixion. And it was, again, all leading up to today. Right? This is the climax. This is the reason why it all matters and the reason why it changed the course of history forever. And that is because of the resurrection. And so this morning, again, I want to open up God's word to the resurrection story. Now we have uh, accounts of the resurrection in all four gospels. It's one of the few uh, uh, miracles that is included in all four gospels, the resurrection. And, but this morning, I want to look at uh, the Matthew account of the resurrection story. So we're going to open up our Bibles, Matthew chapter 28. And we're going to read verses 1 through 15. So if you have your Bible close to you, please open with me to uh, Matthew chapter 28. And they said, we are going to pick up at verse 1, and we are going to read through verse 15. So Matthew 28, starting at verse 1, where it says, Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the woman. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come, see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. And the women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet and worshiped him. And then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee and they will see me there. As the, women, as the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and told the leading priest what had happened. A meeting with the elders was called, and they decided to go uh, or to give the soldiers a large bribe. They told the soldiers, You must say, Jesus' disciples came during the night while we were sleeping, and they stole the body. If the governor hears about it, we'll stand up for you so you won't get in trouble. So the guards accepted the bribe and said, um, and said what they were told to say. And their story spread widely among the Jews, and they still tell it today. Again, as we read this account of Easter morning, we see that there are, are, are two different groups of people here. Now, both of these groups of people are experiencing exactly the same thing. Okay, they see the same story play out in front of them. And they are both overtaken with fear. And yet, 
these two groups of people have very different responses. They both see the same events. They both, you know, experience the same, you know, experiences. And yet they, even with the same reaction, the initial reaction is one of fear. And yet they have very different responses to that fear. The first, um, again, we, we see these groups of people and we see, again, two very different responses. Now, when we think about that, just let's sit back and think about what has scared you. When have you reacted with fear? There are things that, that scare all of us, right? We all know that emotion. That's, that's something that we are familiar with. Fear is something that we understand. And you know, we can identify with the people in this story. There are lots of things in this world that people fear, right? Some, some I mean, common things that people fear, right? Some people fear spiders, Hey, you know, some people have a fear of heights. Hey, other people have a fear of flying on airplanes. Again, I don't really get that one. I think flying on airplanes is fun. You know, there are some people who are even scared of kittens. But I mean, even kittens can scare some. You see, we, we all have these different fears. There's, there's all kinds of things. We all know this emotion. But, but, you know, when we think about this, one of the things I think that that creates the most fear within people is the fear of the unknown, right? When we don't know what's happening, when we're not sure what's coming next, or especially why these things might be happening to us, that instills fear in everyone to some level. I think especially in our current circumstances, I mean, with, you know, with this pandemic and the virus and the spread and, and is it peaking? Is it not peaking? When can we gather? What, where can I go? Am I supposed to go to work? Am I not? And when is it all going to end? We don't, we don't know the answers to those questions. And that, that unknowing, right, of all of these unanswered questions can, can kind of raise this anxiety in people. Hey, we understand fear, right? And both of these groups of people in this story had the same response, right? They responded with fear. But yet both of these groups of people, they were afraid for the same reason. They were afraid of the unknown. Something, something miraculous was happening in front of them, right? There's an earthquake, right? An angel appears. The, the tomb opens up. The body's gone. I mean, these are all strange events. And their initial reaction was one of fear because they weren't exactly sure what was really happening and they really weren't sure what was going to happen next. Again, this, and yet, they, they should have known what was going to happen, right? This should not have been a surprise for, for any of the people in this story because Jesus was very clear that something was going to happen three days after he died. Right? He says it many times in the gospel. He taught it to the disciples. He taught it to crowds. He said it you know, over and over again. In fact, we see in the story, there were guards at the tomb. That's, the, that's why there were guards there in the first place, right? Because the religious leaders and the Roman officers knew what Jesus said. Right? And they were worried that his words were going to come true. So they should not have been surprised right? that something crazy happened on Sunday morning, right? Because everybody, most everybody can count to three, right? They know, they knew, they should have known 
that something is coming. So we see this initial reaction of fear, one that we can all identify with. But then what what separates these two groups of people is not just their initial reaction, but it is what comes after their initial reaction of fear. The first group of people that we see in this story here in Matthew 28 is the Marys. Right, it says there were two Marys that were there, right? Now, again, what were the, the Marys' response? Okay, the Marys respond is that they listened to the angel and they dove deeper into the situation. They, they listened to what the angel told them and they, they dove in. And they're like, yeah, we're all in. If we, again, all of this starts to say, and, the, and as the angel says, go in, look, right? See, he's not here. And he says, and then he gives them a task, right? He says, hey, go to the disciples and, and tell them what's going to happen. Okay? And, and we, we see this response again in, in verse 8. As it says, the, the women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. Again, was there still some fear? Kind of like, is this real? Is this really happening? I mean, they, they still weren't exactly sure, but yet they dove deeper into the situation. They fulfilled what they were told to do. And, and again, they go from this, and then we see in the, the next few verses, right, that they literally run into Jesus. Now again, was, was this a part of the instructions? Do they knew that that was going to happen? No, but yet as they dove deeper, they worked through that fear and they, they dove deeper into the situation. They, they ended up at the feet of the resurrected Christ. Right? And, and Jesus, again, reassures them and says, hey, you are doing the right thing. Keep going. Right? Notice, they were, were they still scared? Yes, they were, but they were also filled with joy. Again, what was their source of joy? Their source of joy came from Jesus. Again, they were, at this moment, they were realizing everything that Jesus had said was actually happening. And then Jesus himself shows up. And he reassures them. And he tells them, you notice what Jesus tells them when he shows up. He tells them once again, he says, do not be afraid. He says, there's nothing to fear here. I am in full control. In fact, this is a celebration. You don't have to worry. And then their fear then, then transitions not just into joy, but also into worship, right? As they, as they fall at the feet of Jesus. Okay, I don't know how you've been dealing with your fear through the recent weeks. Right? But yet we have the same opportunity, right? We can, we can dive, just dive into the situation we're in, right? We can make the best of it and we can end up at the feet of Jesus and our anxiety and our fear can be transitioned to joy and to worship. So that's the first group of people. We see the Marys, right? And their response. And then the second group of people we have in this, in Matthew 28 is the guards. Again, they... They, they start out with exactly the same experience as the Marys, right? They have the, the same initial response of fear. But that their response from that point forward is that they were paralyzed by their fear. And they checked out of the situation as soon as they could. 
right? The Marys dove deeper into the situation, right? And yet the guards pulled back. Again, what did they do? We see in verse 15, it says, so the guards accepted the bribe and said what they were told to say, right? And their story spread widely among the Jews and they still tell it today. Again, this was kind of one of the kind of the pat answers that, that they had already kind of come up with. They're like, what happens if, if, if Jesus' body disappears? How are we going to explain that away? Because, I mean, we, we, we crucified him. Right? We, we banked everything on the fact that his claims would never come true. But what happens if the body disappears? Right? We, we need to have a story ready. Right? And yet we see, again, these, these guards, right? They went to them and, and they, they didn't know what to do. They were still afraid, right? They were afraid and rightfully so, right? As a, as a Roman guard, you know what happens if you don't get your job done right? You get crucified too. Right? They were literally feared for their life. Right? And again, they went to, to these religious leaders and, and they're like, hey, okay, instead of, you know, hey, we'll vouch for you. We'll even, we'll even pay you to say this. And they saw their way out and they took it. Right? They checked out. They said, I'm going to walk away. I don't want anything to do with this Jesus guy anymore. And yet we see both of these groups of people, again, they started out with the same experiences. They started out with the, the same initial response. And yet they ended up in very different places. Right? The Marys dove deeper. They ended up at the feet of Jesus and their fear turned into joy and worship. Right? And yet the guards, right, they did what they had to do to ignore what was really going on and to just go back to the life that they had before Jesus ever interrupted it. Now, again, as they made these decisions, I mean, they, they both went to different authority figures for their next step. Right? They weren't sure what their next step was. Again, was that the, they, they had the fear of the unknown. I don't know what to do next. And, and they both went to different authority figures right, to figure out what to do next. Again, the guards, right, they turned to the leading priests and the religious leaders, right, and they found an easy way out with the money and the bribe, and they chose the money over Jesus, right? They went with the comfortable and the easy way out, right? And that was the step that they were given, and that was the step that they chose. And then the Marys, though, where did they turn? Right? They turned to Jesus. Right? They ended up face to face with the resurrected Jesus. And then they worshiped him and they followed Jesus' plan. Again, they, they ended up at the ultimate authority. Right? The one who had just conquered death. Right? And yet then they lived out the plan that Jesus had for them. I think as we, as we think about not just their initial reaction, but then what, they, what steps they took after that initial reaction, right? And, and you see then, of course, they ended up in very different places in their lives. And yet, what can we learn, again, from these different responses that we see on Easter morning? Right? We can learn that even in the midst of a fearful situation, 
you can turn to Jesus and follow his plan. Right, will you do that? Even in the midst of a fearful situation, will you turn to Jesus and follow his plan for you? See, again, we all get a fearful situation. Right? We, that's become very real for all of us right, in the last several weeks. And in the midst of that, what are we going to choose to do? Right? Because the truth is that that. This whole pandemic, this whole, our culture stopping, all of this stuff, this is an opportunity. I mean, this is a chance, right, for, for all of us to sit back and, and be able to, to evaluate what's really important in our lives. I need to say, since everything is stopped, now I get back and, and can say, like, again, even it is what is normal now, right? It's, it, I mean, we're never going to go back to the way it was. Things have changed. And, and it's, it, it can be an opportunity, right? Maybe to put some, some healthy things back in your life. It, it, it could be an opportunity, again, to, to, to follow Jesus, right? The way that the Marys did, the way that the disciples did, the, the way that, that everybody, look, after this week, everything changed, and guess what? This Easter is not the same as most any other Easter, right? It's, in fact, it's very different than what most of us have ever experienced before. But yet, we will ne- can have the opportunity to never be the same. Right, will we turn to Jesus? Will we follow his plan for us? Because the truth is God has a plan for you. Right? God loves you. He rose from the dead to save you. And he wants you to receive forgiveness, salvation, and hope that comes from his love. And that's what we're really celebrating on this Easter Sunday, right? Is the fact that God loves us so much that he died on a cross and he rose again because he loves us. We see in 1 John chapter 4, verses 16 and 18, when, when John's talking and he tells us, he says, now, now we know how much God loves us. And we have put our trust in his love. And such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. So if we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Again, why did God send Jesus to earth to live a sinless life, to die on a cross, to become our sacrificial lamb, to rise again on the third day? Why did he do that? Because he loves you. And yet, even if we have an initial reaction of fear, we can know that if we truly and fully experience God's perfect love, then we have nothing to fear. No matter where you are in your life today, hear the message that was sent that first Easter morning. And that is, don't be afraid because he has risen from the dead. Don't be afraid because he's alive. Don't be afraid. 
because Christ has risen. Yeah, as we think about our lives, think about uh, the, the opportunity we have this morning to, to react to whatever it is that we fear. I want to take a moment right now and just to, to watch this video as you kind of contemplate this whole idea about how much God loves you and how much he died and rose again right, to set you free from any kind of fear. So let's, let's watch this video together. Christ is risen from the dead, trampling over death by death. Come awake, come awake, come and rise up from the grave. Christ is risen from the dead, we are one with him again. Come awake, come awake, come and rise up from the
Don't let fear hold you back from letting Christ change your life. Don't let fear hold you back from letting Christ change your life. You see, when you trust in Jesus, the difference isn't that your life will be perfect. It won't be. The difference is you aren't going through life alone anymore, but you're going through life with the power of God. Because the same power that raised Jesus out of the grave is at work in your life, right? The same power that raised Jesus out of the grave can be at work in your life. So rise up from the grave. Our our core value number one at our church is that Christ is the destination of our journey. And that means that Jesus serves as an example for us. And then as we grow in our faith, we pattern our lives after his. He rose up from the grave. And I want to invite you to do the same thing today. Rise up from the grave and join the journey of faith. You see, when we do that, again, Jesus doesn't promise us a perfect life, but he promises us his presence in whatever we walk in. Which leads me to my final thought this morning, and that is this. In John 16, verse 33, again, the words of Jesus say, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Because here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. Again, the worship team is going to come back up and and they're going to sing this song that we just heard on the video. And while they do, I encourage you to rise up from the grave and to come awake in your life. Yeah, whatever that means for you. Maybe you need to join the journey for the very first time and accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Maybe you need to admit that you haven't been fully committed to Jesus and fully surrender yourself to Him. Maybe you need to pray for an issue in your life that you just haven't been able to let go of. Maybe you need to thank God for giving you peace during this tough season. I don't know what you need to come awake from or what you need to come out of the grave from, but, but I do know that Jesus is calling you to rise up from the grave. And so take this time during this song just to pray to the Lord, to invite him in your life, to rededicate him, to give up whatever it is you need to give up, but just release the same power that raised Jesus from the grave, release that power in your life this morning. Let's sing this song together. Lord God, we praise you, God, that you have risen from the grave. God, we praise you, Lord, that you are calling us to rise from the grave with you. We're so thank you, Lord, that we have an example of, of how to live a life with you in Jesus. Lord, we thank you that the same power that rose him from the grave can be unleashed in our lives to transform us and our hearts. But it starts with receiving you as, as our Savior, God, accepting you into our life, forgiving our sin, receiving the grace, Lord, that you so freely give that is made possible because of the resurrection. And we praise you for that. 
And God, we praise you for not leaving us the same once we know you. And God, I pray, Lord, for all that are, that are worshiping with us today. God, that they would be set free. Lord, that they would come awake. Lord, that their lives would truly never be the same. as we live out our faith. Lord, we thank you, God, that this week changed everything for history and changes everything for us. We love you, we praise you, we thank you. Guide us as we go.